Alright, hello and welcome to the first ever Shattered Order podcast. I am Dan, also known as Goodnight Punk. And I am Michael, also known as Windkiller Inc. And we're going to just kind of discuss some topics in the Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes uh, universe. Um, as some of you guys notice on Discord, we put up a poll. We're going to go over that, some of the updates for the week, and um, kind of talk about Tier 7 raids and uh, just some of the new news in the game. Sounds good. So uh, this week we went with a very popular question that you see on Reddit all the time. Something that uh, interesting to me because I kind of figured everyone would go with the same answers, but uh, they were all over the place. So we're going to kind of go over them. The question was, who is the tune or character that you want to see in this game the most? And uh, to t- out of the number one picks for people... Number one was Jedi Luke. And on top of that, after him was General Kenobi by uh, one. He was only one behind Jedi Luke. Jedi Luke had five out of 22 picks, and Kenobi had four. And then uh, after that was R2-D2, and then pre-Vizsla, and then Grand Admiral Thrawn. R2, Vizsla, and Thrawn all had two picks. And those were people's number one choices. Um... Jedi Luke had by far the most of, you know, the two through five choices. He had 14 total through there. Um, Seems like that's a pretty popular pick, which shouldn't be too surprising to anyone. Um, General Kenobi had nine under all choices and R2-D2 with another six. So, I mean, those, those three definitely seem to be the most popular it kind of gets uh, weird after that. Well, weird to me because I've never really read any of the books or any expanded universe stuff, but the fifth one was, well, not the fifth, but the fourth one with five picks was Revan, or Darth Revan. And then pre Vizsla. And uh, let's see, out of the expanded ones, there's still Basilashan. Never never heard of them before I looked them up. Ki Adamundi, all the Conehead. Uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn, another one that I had to look up. Mara Jade, who apparently was uh, Jedi, Jedi Luke, regular Luke Skywalker's wife later on in the books. Uh, yeah, Mother Talzin, Hondo Anaka, Anaka, not gonna work here anymore. Let's see, anyone, uh, anyone that uh, surprised you in there? Besides the ones you never heard of? There really weren't any that stuck out to me as being too terribly surprising. Um, honestly, I was kind of surprised that Slave Leia wasn't on there more. Um, outside of that... One one person put him on there. One person. Guess who? That was me. Um, okay. Uh, BB-8. Um, I was kind of surprised he wasn't on there more. Well, it's funny. The only other... Uh... General Hux, that was uh, episode 7, right? Yes. Yeah, he was the only other Force Awakens character besides BB-8 someone had mentioned. Yeah, it seems like they did a pretty good job at getting uh, most of those main characters kind of in the game when the movie came out. 
So I guess there's just not that much of a demand. I guess everybody's kind of gotten their, um, you know, their fix on that. Yeah, I don't really know who else they could throw in there. Like, uh... I think there are some characters that they could throw in there, but almost you have to wait until episode 8 and just kind of see where the storyline goes to really have an idea of what to do with them, I think. Yeah, build them up a little more so people actually know and care about them, I guess. One thing I'll be excited to see is what happens when Rogue One comes out. Um, to see kind of the character influx that comes from that and kind of see how they put those characters into the game. If at thing all. that I'm worried, uh, yeah, well, what I'm curious about. So when uh, Force Awakens came out, right? They gave Poe to uh, iOS users when they signed up for free, right? And then they gave Phasma to the Android users for free. I'm curious if you've been playing since it came out, or you know, any time before that movie comes out, if they're going to give you anything for free. Yeah, I I don't remember that. Um, I started playing in November. Uh, you know, before the movie came out, and I don't recall the Poe thing for free. See, I like to think that I started right when it came out, but I I got Poe when I started, so maybe I started a few weeks later when they started the Force Awakens stuff, so I don't know. That's a possibility. But yeah, I, I think between the beginning of December and the middle of January, somewhere in there, they handed out those characters when you signed up for an account. Okay. Because I had Poe in my arena team for, like, ever until he, like, was understarred and I just moved on. Yeah. And I was mad. I'm like, Android gets Phasma, which was awesome at the time, and at the time Poe wasn't as powered as he is at this point. And I was like, (laughs) why would you give me the the worst one? Well, and then until, when was that? I think February and March... I mean, if you had Poe on your arena team, you did not move in the rankings. He was yeah, he was so frustrating to deal with because he was faster than everybody and he removed turn meter and basically your whole team got, you know, a turn and a half before the other team did. Yeah, right. Yeah, it, it, it took about four months for me to realize that it kind of wasn't as bad of a deal as I thought it was. Yeah. Well, and that's one Let's of those see, things as else you kind of learn about the game, it kind of start to see a little bit more strategy some of those characters that you thought were terrible end up being good and i know me and the terrible ones still sometimes stay terrible yeah yeah that's <laughs> that's no kidding i remember i pulled an ugnot out of a bronzium at the beginning and i thought it was the best thing ever oh yeah that's not good leveled him up all the way in the 40s and i start using him i'm like okay this is terrible yep. this is not going to help me do anything but yeah, there's it's weird how it's, it meta shifts all the time. It's awesome. One thing Ugnot is good for though is in those tier sevens. If you need somebody to kind of take up uh, one of those slams from Rancor in Phase Four. Oh yeah. Um, or that AOE that he does. Awfully nice for doing that. That's my it's uh, my magma trooper. That's what he does. Oh. Another good choice. Just slam Jerry into the ground. (laughs) Yep. I know that was a discussion on Discord the other day. There were some people talking about, you know, getting AoE'd right at the beginning. Um, And I'm not sure if a lot of people have done that, but just kind of sending in a suicide squad of your lower characters and use up that AoE. Um, 
that sure buys quite a bit of time and health on your good team. So that makes me, that brings up a question for me, right? So the next thing we were going to talk about was our first tier seven raid, right? For uh, Shattered Order, and then we're going to talk about some strategies and stuff and how we've been going about it. But that made me think, right? So you get unlimited chances in tier seven, right? So when you go to when you're in phase four, if he's about to slam the first time, right, can you just send in one dude and have him slam on him and then the next round your five team be good? I don't remember if he'll do it on one tune or not. Well, that's a good question. He might just slap the crap out of him. Yeah, I can't recall for sure, but I know I've sent in like a couple characters before just to kind of take up some of those. That way they're on, that way they're not refreshed yet. And that certainly makes a big difference as far as you know getting some damage out before he wipes everybody out in one hit like he tends to do yeah exactly i'll have to try that out well maybe <laughs> if it doesn't work that would suck but whatever for science so um have you done anything that you feel like works pretty well in tier seven that you're kind of surprised with how well it works and what phase have you been going in mainly uh let's see first time i went in phase three second time i went in phase two and yeah every time i've gone most phase two so two phase twos and one phase three the for phase well i guess it would work for phase two and three i just do the uh uh slap the rancor around until i can uh fusillade fusillade whatever you want to say for a phasma to slow him and then i take down the door and then just uh unload on him and see how long they last after that how well does uh fuselade from phasma work on as far as slowing down the rancor have you had any issues with it or does it seem to hit most of the time i've had more trouble i fuselades hit probably about 80 percent of the time for me the part that the part that always gets me is is uh, Obi Wan, Obi Wan, Kaigon Jin's basic taking away turn meter. I always have to retreat at the beginning there because if if he doesn't take any turn meter away, I can't get the fuselage off before he slams, yeah. which kills someone. So yep. that's the one that always makes me retreat is Kaigon, but usually Phasma will hit, so that works for me. Yeah, that seems like a pretty good strategy. I haven't got a chance to try Phase 2 or 3 yet in the Tier 7s, and my Phasma's always dead by the time it gets to Phase 4. But um, I know in Phase 1, it it seems to work, I would say, 3 out of 4 times, generally. Yeah, I'd say that's about cl- probably right. So I was kind of looking at uh, some of the damage done. I was kind of kind of surprised um, at... Some of the rosters and the amount of damage they were doing. Kind of wondering, like, what other people's strategies are. Um, as far as, like, if people are making sure they get speed down before the door. Because there are a couple teams I thought would be doing more damage than they're doing. Yeah, like, I I totally took f- fives out of my A team for Luma just to get heals. And she's hitting way more than fives ever did. And that might just be me, but it's fives kept giving extra turn meter to the Rancor because he attacks twice. And 
it just plus he was he would attack twice when he got the speed down right but he didn't get that reliable anyway so yeah not being reliable with the speed down and then when he does have it adding so much turn meter for 2,000 damage or whatever his not worth basic it. attack does yeah well it would be better if he had a higher potency and was actually putting speed down on the rancor but he just doesn't seem to um i really haven't used him at all um against the rancor except you know in phase four whenever i'm just trying to do whatever i can yeah he just, if he can hit it in phase four it helps a lot you know whatever little bit you can get there but i'm not worried about throwing him in anywhere else you know how many times do you usually retreat and restart the battle um in phase two before you get a run that you're pretty happy with i'd say four or five i don't do it a lot if, as long as i can see that that obi-wan is hitting and as long as the uh, slow hits for the before the door yep then that's that's where i go and I usually look for about, I look for, I don't think I've got it yet, but I'm trying to get at the least 10%, but the last few times I've been getting around 7 to 8%, so trying to get that better, but I need gear, so once I get that, it'll be better off. Definitely makes a difference, no doubt. Oh, yeah. Plus, plus more Omegas, you know, I hit 80 last week, middle of last week, so I've been trying to get as many as I can to put in. And figure out which ones are the best ones. Yeah, but. there's definitely a lot of choices. Um, I know Phasma's Victory March and Qui-Gon's Basic, obviously. Yeah, the last one I did was Fusillade because it adds 15% hit chance for... Uh, I noticed a pretty big difference after putting those on my Phasma as well. Um, seems to be a lot more reliable, especially when you get deep into a battle and you kind of need that slowdown to hit. It's nice having that be a little bit more reliable. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, and I, I just got my Junos and Soldier um, to gear 10 and put Omegas on the Unique. And Omegas on Junos and Unique is awesome. Um, and I haven't even got to That's to the, the one the that gives yet. all the turn meter, yeah, right? Yeah, it gives an extra 20% turn meter on Critical. So it gets 50% turn meter on Critical. And... That makes nice. a world of difference. Feels like he's attacking all yeah, the time. Yeah, someone said like he's sh shooting all the time. Yeah, machine gun. <laughs> makes sense. That's a one tune I should probably go after at some point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and so easy to get. I just started on him not too long ago and uh, didn't take much time to finish him. He gears pretty easy, so he's definitely a good choice. So I have to run after him. What about this uh, Leia going uh, free now? Have you start? That's pretty crazy. Have you started seeing more <laughs> Leias? Uh, not yet. But I know that uh, from everything I've read on Reddit, it seems like everyone's going after her. Yeah. I know that you got the people that are like, I'm not going to get her because everyone will have her. But then you got the guys that are doing it because everyone will have it. Yep. I don't know. When I look at it, right, I just think to myself how many... It is good for me because I don't spend a ton of money on the game, but, like, how many different Chromium-exclusive characters are there anymore, and how many of those are actually decent? You know what I mean? That's a good question because, I mean, there's 
quite a list of Chromian characters, and it seems like, from what I've read on the forums, a lot of people aren't too happy with most of them. It seems that Sun Falk is really good. Um, B2 seems to be pretty... He's not Chromian, he's a Rhodium, but... Um, no. He seems to be pretty good. And other than that, uh, Rex is obviously awesome for raids, as Giggles has, you know, shown us countless times. Yeah, so times. he's probably one that, uh, yeah, he's probably one that I'd say was on the good side in there, but, like, yeah. Darth Maul. Yeah. Eh. Terrible. You know, Nev- Kit Fisto. Eh. Kit, Kit Fisto, I think, could be kind of interesting in the raids, um, given that he gives potency up. But, no. um, yeah, other than that, I don't see a, that big of a use for him. I'll say, does it even hit hard? Because it seems like it does. I'm not sure. At least from what I remember here. I've got him unlocked, but I really haven't done anything with him. Dar Snow has him at 7 star, but I'm not sure how geared up he has him. I'll be curious to see what people do with these Rebel teams now that Leia is going to be pretty easy to get. Because I know for me, I've got Akbar and I've got Luke at gear 9. I think they could be interesting with Leia, Stormtrooper, Han, and then fitting in someone else. Yeah, I'm in my second, on my free-to-play account, I'm actually starting from the beginning, going after Rebels, and they're a lot of fun to play. I got pulled a Leia out of the first Chromium pack you can get if you use the, the Facebook Connect to get two under crystals and the... 200 you get for being android or whatever and leah popped out of that so that worked out perfectly because i got now i'm farming luke i got her and akbar and leah is leah 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 is ridiculous in there it's like i never used her before that secondary account because i never had gotten her on my main account but she can hit like a truck i'm it makes sense to me why uh all the uh, high spenders are upset that their cash cow is now not going to be uh, held only to them. You know? No kidding. And well, it's not just that she hits like a truck. She hits like a truck like three times in a row. So Yeah, the triple tap. or Well, that's first order type pilot, but she has the chance to triple tap. So. Yeah. Basically, basically the same move, I think. But, yeah, she's good. And that, those rebel teams are fun, especially if you use Akbar lead. Anytime you, I mean, he doesn't even have to be a lead for these unique for his uh, use something other than a damaging attack and it calls a rebel to assist. Yeah, that's that's awesome. You never waste a damage turn. And he's actually it's, pretty it's viable in a lot of teams now that with how they redid Tactical Genius. Yeah, that one's he's fun, but yeah, with Leah being free to play now, I bet you'll see a lot of. Uh, what I'm guessing that you'll see is Akbar, Leia, Ray, Stormtrooper Han, and uh, who was the other one? I know I'm forgetting one. At some point, it'll probably be Han's... Hoth Rebel Soldier. Oh, That's yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Hoth Rebel Scout. Scout. Yeah. Yeah, not the tank one. Yeah. Scout. Uh, I'm actually working on farming him for that Rebel team. Um, he's, he's kind of a slow grind. He's... Kind of a pain to farm, but I feel like he's probably really good with uh, the turn meter he gives and getting a 100% turn meter on a critical on his special. Yeah, if you look at like the da- the, you look at like his 
his kit with Akbar's kit and throwing more two more rebels or however many you throw back in the amount of turn meter and extra shots and everything else is just crazy yeah. to me I'm excited to get my team up that'll be fun I mean I bet even so. Akbar's lead with Hoth Rebel Scout and then fitting in the other three pieces would be pretty useful because anytime anyone uses anything that's not an attack it's either going to be Akbar or Hoth Rebel Scout and Hoth Rebel Scout has that good chance of giving turn meter to everybody, so... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it'll be sick. Yep. So, I'm excited for Leia, even if uh, everyone else isn't. Oh yeah, me too, for sure. I've been wanting her for quite a while, and finally get that chance. Well, it was perfect for me, because I just finished... Uh, I just finished Eth Koth for the Yoda Challenge the day before she came out. So it's like jump right in it from day one yeah perfect timing yeah all about as soon as i heard about it i just started saving all arena currency and waited until she came out (laughs) i was just uh leading into this other thing we got here which is you know we're talking about leia and then you got all these original trilogy characters that people have been looking forward to including r2d2 and jedi luke like we saw in our uh our guild question, right? Yep. So you saw the uh, E3 trailer? Yeah, uh, that's where I was about to go too. I think everybody kind of knew the Jedi Luke thing would probably be coming, um, given that um, I believe he's in one of the Cantina battles, I think. So there's kind of been some signs about a few characters like that, but actually, you know, and then getting to see R2 in action in that video was really cool, doing his little oil spill whatever they're going to end no. up calling it. Did you have deja vu when you saw that? I feel like I've seen that video before somewhere. I hadn't. But no one has mentioned that at all. Like, But I remember somehow in my head when I saw it, I'm like, I've seen this before. I, re- I, I remember uh, on Discord somebody mentioned something about, you know, having the oil spill thing possibly be his attack. Um, that was what I thought Maybe I remember. I've seen it. it. Pretty good guess. Yeah. Whoever said that. But I'm. Yeah, it's funny. The. I think that that's a better sign for R2D2 that you actually see gameplay than just a shot of Jedi Luke standing there in the uh, holograms, you know? Yeah, for sure. Because I feel like when I see that picture every time they do anything. I mean, you see it when you turn on the game, right? Yeah. That first splash screen is Jedi Luke. It's like, I don't think this is any indication that he's coming any sooner than everyone wants them to yeah. but R2-D2 if they already got like game footage that you've seen there's probably a good chance that he's close I would think that they would have shown some Jedi Luke stuff already you know yeah you would think we'll see what happens as far as if they ever as far as how soon they get them out I'll be curious to see if maybe they make R2-D2 one of the free characters of the month or something yeah that would be pretty sweet I would kind of suck if they made him a pay only i know the wells would be happy but i would like yeah, i'd like to see kinda... what he would do in one of those droid teams kind of like jen's running uh you know that hk lead with the jawa engineer and just kind of see how r2 would fit in something like that yeah for sure yeah these droid teams are crazy i mean i don't even touch them half the time if i don't have to yeah i in arena i can usually 
beat them, but man, it's tough. I know uh, whenever I'm on defense and they attack me, I, my team don't stand much of a chance. But right. they just do so much damage so fast. They're really good. Well, it's crazy to me, you know. They keep adding all these droid synergies, right? Well, I mean, I guess they didn't really add that many. They've only added B2 since the start, right? Or were there others? Well, the, oh, Grievous. The Jawa Engineer. I think the Jawa Engineer is Jawa Engineer. the biggest yeah. thing. Just the speed that he gains from having droids in the team and um, the turn meter that he gives them with his first attack. I mean... Yeah, so my, my point was I'm t- I wish we could get more synergy overall teams, you know? Like, we're talking about how cool this Rebel team is. You're talking about droids and how good they are you know why when you make a I mean I don't see this often maybe there is a decent meta Jedi team that you can make but you don't see that very often right no um you know the Jedi seem to no be one's pretty terrible yeah exactly it's weird that the Jedis are probably the I mean, worst if I see a team. Jedi team if I see a Jedi team that's the one I go for yep. because against the meta it's just much easier to run through a, a team with a Yoda lead than like you know Dooku Old Ben you know I guess Old Ben in a Jedi team Old Ben lead with a Jedi team might be decent but you have to fill in those other four spots you know yeah I don't know. and I mean he it's rough he kind of just synergizes with everyone so he's I mean you don't get a whole yeah, exactly. lot of advantage by sticking be. him on a Jedi team. I'm kind of surprised that there's not any like unique passive abilities for Jedi's, um, or yeah. none that I can think of that kind of enhance all Jedi's. I know there's a, a couple characters like a Geonosian soldier that kind of has a synergy for all Geonosians. Yeah, well, see, that's what I'm talking about, right? So you got these characters that have, for for example, right? I used to love from the original Star Wars, the Tusken Raiders, right? I would love to have an all-Tuscan team, but there's not enough to even try that, you yeah. know? Well, there might be. There are three. One of them you can't even attain anymore, and the other two just meh, you know? Yep. Uh, just At least it looks like they're making scoundrels a bigger thing. Yeah, you know? which kind of leads into our next thing is like some of these events that they've been doing. Um, we had the... Ayla event, which was pretty cool. Gave you some free Ayla shards. Um, and then, uh, I guess today they announced that the Scoundrel event's coming up. Um, I think you probably read more about that than I did. Uh, did you read anything as far as what the rewards are supposed to be or when it's supposed to start? Well, I got the community update open here. I'll just read what they wrote, right? I said, first off, interesting, we're removing profit mining event. Now that doesn't. This isn't a separate bullet point in the community update, right? So it says we're moving, removing the profit mining event, and we'll be adding a new type of event, one that only appear once a week and on a random day. This new event will require scoundrels and award credits upon completing it. We're planning on this event appearing within the next couple of weeks. So, first off, they're getting rid of profit mining. Who cares? If it disappeared tomorrow, I would probably not even notice. I've never done one. You know. <laughs> I haven't done the new ones. I did the old one, and then I looked at the rewards for the new one, and I'm like, this is not worth my energy. Yep. So the idea is, hopefully this thing comes around, and I have enough scoundrels, first of all, and that it, the credit numbers are higher 
than profit mining. Because if not, why even try to get scoundrels to do it? You know. Yeah. And it's and it's once a week on a random day. So, like once a week chance at this. You got to think that hopefully it's worth something. You know. They are definitely doing a good job at trying to make sure people get on and play every single day with you know the Omega mats and then throwing in these events on random days. I mean, it seems like a pretty good strategy yeah. for keeping people at least checking back in. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what's crazy. The that how many? It's, what's crazy is how many of these events there just have been in the last two weeks, right? You know, mm-hmm. on the on the on the end tail end of the Empire event, which was interesting in itself. Not into me because I didn't have the people for it, but I know a lot of people liked it. You know. Then after that, you had the play-to-give event, right? Which was really cool. Yep. A lot of people said it was too easy, but, you know, it gave the lower-level character or people who have low characters a chance to actually get things. So, I'm all for that. And I like that and they... And I still got my shards. I like that they used the ally points to do the refreshes. Uh, hopefully that's something that they start implementing a little bit more. I mean, that's a really good usage. That way you can actually kind of somewhat choose where your ally points get spent and at least kind of kind of decide what you want with them oh yeah for sure because they they, every once in a while maybe like once every two weeks i'll get a character out of there and half the time it's one i already have at seven star it's like here's some seven jc stars or shards oh cool you know or whatever character i i already have you know so they really don't do much i get Maybe one purple a month from bronze yeah. else, but everything else is a is a white that I have four hundred of. It's like it's nice to that when that event was there, I could spend those points on retrying levels. You know, I got if you spent I think it was close to five hundred a day for refreshes to do it five times, you got like close to ten shards. Yeah, that's just a guesstimate, you know, but like. You're not paying crystals for that, right? So you're getting 10 shards for just getting ally points, and I think that's awesome. Yeah. Because I'll spend, you know, 5,000 ally points in two weeks and get seven shards, maybe. Yeah, if you're lucky. And who knows if I need them. Yep. So. Uh, What about this Galactic War fix? Have you noticed much of a difference? I know I have. um, The first day afterwards... uh, it was a lot easier. I think my arena power is almost 37,000. And it was getting to where Galactic War was brutal. Just trying to get through it consumed a lot of time. A lot of restarting battles and playing with teams. And now it's it's definitely a lot easier to get through. It's not such a time suck. Which I was quite thankful to see. Oh yeah. I Well it's funny. It was, imp- it was implemented on the Galactic War day for guild right so I was, I was right in the middle of one right in the middle of one getting ready to run the second one for that day to try to get up to the 36 for the day or whatever and the, the first one I was running was still crappy you know it's still like five teams of 80s in the last five nodes you know and I got through that finished it and then I went into the next one and I didn't have its full team of 80s to like the 11th yep Node. I pretty much have so the like same the experience. And they start out at a lower level, right? So Because it was before it was like 65s were on node 1. But now I'm getting like 58s. Yeah. 
So it's like lower to start, and then you just build up from there, and it's nice because it definitely cuts it down a lot of the time. Yeah. So I mean, there's definitely a lot of time goes into it, even without the Galactic War. So the fact that it cut that down a little bit was a big help. Yeah. Well, uh, for sure. Well, uh, last thing we've kind of got on the list is supposedly the pre-crafting fix is giving you a chance to buy a droid collar in the shipments. Um, do you think that's accurate? And if so, what do you think about it? Uh, for me, it seems like a terrible, <laughs> a terrible way to fix this, you know? It's like, here's your fix, pay money. Like, why Why am I having to pay for your fix? I you know? completely agree. It's, uh, I really hope that's not their solution for trying to fix that. Um, I'd much prefer them see, see them give out a droid collar to everybody or something along those lines rather than, you know, whatever it is, 15 actual dollars to get one if you bought the crystals. See, this is what they could have done, right? So they put in that little, uh, in the let's talk about pre-crafting update they did, right? They put in there that the average person that pre-crafted did one and a half pieces. So one and a half pieces would cost around 2,100 crystals, right? So why aren't they giving out to the people that didn't pre-craft 2,100 crystals? You can still keep your stuff in there to sell, so even after people use their crystals, they can still buy more, and you're still making money. Yeah. But give out the crystals so people can get their one and a half, and then all is fair again, right? Yeah, that's... Would that make people happy, you think? Yeah, I mean, I really think just about anything would make people (laughs) a little bit happier than they are right now. Um, I just don't... You know, them trying to exploit more money out of people doesn't seem like yeah. a very good fix but we'll see if something else comes up and if so i'm sure we'll discuss it on a future episode yeah i'm sure we'll hear more about this i don't think this is the end of pre-crafting i don't think so either. i think that uh, the voices will only get louder after this yeah. so and i kind of hope they do because yeah. it's a poor solution exactly i agree all right. Well, I think that's all the stuff we had for this week. So, uh, yeah. You uh, have anything else to add? No, I think that's pretty much it. Um, we're going to try to start doing this weekly. Friday night, Saturday morning, try to get it posted. And um, everybody, check it out. Give us some feedback. Maybe you could put up a thread in Discord strictly for, you know, reviews of the podcast and some feedback and hopefully try to make this thing a little bit better and just kind of see where it goes sounds great to me man i will do that all right cool well until next week take care